1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard SPFL clubs vote against an independent inquiry into the decision to call the lower leagues Rangers proposal needed 32 sides to vote in favour but only 13 gave their backing but with the Ibrox outfit and others hinting they'd be willing to take it further where do we go from here? I'm Gordon Duncan joining me in the studio is Gordon Diel and from his living room it's Roger Hanna Well Gordon the clubs have had their say and backed the SPFL board Celtic have broken their silence and insisted it's wrong to blame Neil Doncaster. Rangers say the vote is in no way an endorsement of the men who run the league. Murdoch McLennan has spoken out and asked the clubs to put all this behind them. Therefore, there's every chance we won't hear about this ever again, right? No, very, very wrong. This, as I'm sure you both appreciate, has a long, long way to run. Gone deal with no football It's almost mm. like today The 12th of May Has become our new cup final day This is what everyone was building up to Some uh, Both sides hoping they would be the ones With the, the celebration at the end of it On the face of it at the moment It's victory to the SPFL But of course as Roger says Will we get extra time of some sort? Yeah I think, I think we'll certainly get extra time uh, Gordon um, I was hoping that You know after a vote today We could come out Draw a line under us Start looking forward Try to take our game forward Because we're in a Real difficult situation Just now uh, But I just don't see that Happening the way We go about our business And uh, 13 clubs Only voted yes uh, The rest decided no So It'll be interesting Over the next coming days Just to see Exactly what happens And how we get Going forward with this I've got a Hunch, call it a hunch that you're going to want to have your say on this topic. So the number you need is 0141-951-1025. And if you would rather tweet, we are at Clyde SSB. Let's try and simplify it before we get bogged down in some of the detail. Today's EGM, they needed 32 out of 42, 42 clubs to vote yes for it to pass and trigger an independent investigation. Only 13 voted yes, 27 voted no, and two abstained. If you break it down by division in the Premiership, four clubs voted yes and eight clubs voted no. In the Championship, one club voted yes and nine voted no. And across Leagues 1 and 2, um, eight yeses from across Leagues 1 and 2, Roger. So that's the that's the simple part. Those are the facts and it's now up to everyone else to debate what's happened before and what might happen after. Yeah, it's very interesting. If we go back a few days to... Rangers presenting their dossier of evidence to the clubs. Um, some people had predicted it was going to be a smoking gun. Some people predicted it was going to be a water pistol, Gordon. It was somewhere in between. I found it very, very interesting. There were some fascinating points in the Rangers dossier. For me, it fell slightly short of being able to you know, call for the heads of Neil Doncaster and Rod McKenzie as the club had. And, and today's vote's a bit the same. Rangers needed 32 of the 42 clubs. That was never likely to happen. The bar was set way, way too high for Rangers, Hearts and Stranraer's resolution. But by getting 13 of the votes, you know, they've got almost one third of the clubs in the SPFL wanted an inquiry. For me, it just leaves the door ajar a little bit. It's, it's a victory for the SPFL board. I don't think it's a resounding victory for the SPFL board. And it's very interesting, Murdoch McLennan, the SPFL chairman, issued a statement this afternoon 
um, appealing for unity among the clubs now, but it was fascinating for me. In the statement he said, once we're back playing football again, he, as chairman of the league, will bring the clubs together to discuss the lessons that have been learned in this episode. And that, for me, is almost code from Murdoch McLennan saying, there were mistakes making, made, I should say, and we will look at the lessons that can be learned and try and make sure the league never finds itself in this position again. And this is why, Gordon, we've been saying it for weeks now. Anyone who thought that this was going to be a line drawn under it was was perhaps being a bit naive because, as Roger quite rightly says, you're in a situation where 13 clubs didn't back it. That That's quite a lot, and that could potentially be a bit of an issue down the road. But completely understandably, on the other hand, 27 Voted no to this So it, it was it was miles away from passing as well But with a number there that might make you think Okay, other questions that need to be answered Down the line I thought there were some key points in Rangers dossier uh, In Thursday, Gordon And especially with uh, You know, them coming out and talking about the financial side of it as well uh, They were prepared to You know, jump up for that one I thought they'd have got more than 13 I didn't think it would get passed But 27 clubs have decided that the board have nothing to answer for here and I think you've got to respect that decision and you're right So, so you think we, we should move on regardless of whether we're going to or not in your personal to. opinion that should be it I think we've got to um, you know Rangers put it out there the clubs had time to digest what their points were it went to the vote uh, unfortunately for Rangers uh, they didn't come out on the, the right side of it so we've got bigger things to look at now, Gordon. Uh, one, do when do we start getting back to football? When can we start training? What's how are we keeping clubs afloat? Uh, money, everything as well has got to be discussed. So there's bigger things out there, but I don't think this, you know, Rangers will let this lie. I think there'll be more in the coming days. Well, they haven't. There's a statement being issued recently uh, by Rangers. It's after the introduction. It goes on to say. Uh, it would be unwise to regard this result as any kind of endorsement of the SPFL executive. A light's been shone on the governance, regardless of the attempts to debunk a report, there's widespread acknowledgement highlighted serious issues and failings which remain to be addressed. A management culture which not only fears accountability and scrutiny, but which actively campaigns against it is unhealthy and breeds continued mistrust. This culture, so deeply embedded, must be addressed if Scottish football is to flourish. It's clear many members have lost confidence in the SPFL leadership and the need for change will not diminish. The status quo cannot hold. So Roger, there's no explicit explanation of of where Rangers go from here or or what route they, they want to take, but... Well, I think those are fairly strong words. They are strong words, um, and I'm, I think there's no mention of where Rangers go next because Rangers are not sure where they will go next. What avenues are open to them? Is there a legal avenue open to them? Is there a sporting avenue open to them? But an, another interesting line in the statement, Gordon, and so much of this has been portrayed as Rangers versus Hamden. It's been portrayed as Douglas Park versus Neil Doncaster. But there's a line in the Rangers statement that just says, today's vote has erased the false narrative of this issue simply being a conflict between one club and the SPFL. I think Rangers feel empowered that people at Anne Budget Hearts, people like Dave Cormack at Aberdeen, Jackie Lowe and Jerry Britton at Partick Thistle, uh, people at Falkirk, big clubs, big names in Scottish football, have stepped forward to support them since the dossier came out last week. Um, this row is more than just Rangers versus Hamden. There are a lot of clubs unhappy at the governance 
of the SPFL and you might find this row is parked temporarily to allow clubs to unite and try and find a way out of this national emergency and try and find a way to playing football again, even if that is next season. But I don't think this will be parked forever. I think this issue will come back because it's not just Rangers. There are big voices in Scottish football unhappy with what's been going on. We're going to hear from SPFL Chief Executive Neil Doncaster very soon, but let's get stuck in on the phone lines. Brian in Larbert is first up tonight. Brian's a Celtic fan. What have you got for us, Brian? Oh, hi. Uh, good evening, panel. Hiya. Hi, Brian. Hi. Um, I was on last week and I used the term uh, extraordinary uh, claims uh, require extraordinary evidence. Um, and I said at that time that, you know, having looked through the dossier, I felt there wasn't uh, any evidence produced by Rangers. And of course, you know, that was obviously today where the, the, the vote failed to get through. And really, so what I'm saying is, so what can be asserted without evidence can also be clearly dismissed without evidence. And I think that's what happened to Rangers. I don't think the dossier, because I, I don't think it was it, it delivered what was expected. I think we heard things like, will contain evidence of bullying, coercion and wrongdoing. And I don't think the dossier actually did that. I don't think there was anything in there that would stand up in court. There was nothing there that says, here's evidence beyond reasonable doubt that this happened. Um, and I'm just wondering now, uh, as as the panel does, is where does Rangers now go with this? Realistically, Roger, what, what does that look like? Because we'll hear from Rangers fans throughout the evening. I doubt many of them will say, yeah, that's fine, no worries, well done on, on the vote today, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, but in, in terms of what is realistically open to the club or available to the club, uh, have you any, any thoughts, any ideas on, on what does happen next? Listen, that, that's what they'll be investigating just now. It's, it's interesting, Brian uses the phrase extraordinary evidence. Rangers themselves... Um, prior to releasing the dossier, used the phrase alarming evidence in a statement on their website. I didn't think the evidence was either extraordinary or alarming. It was very interesting. You could say fascinating in, in aspects of it. Um, it definitely did shine a light on some aspects that I hadn't been aware of, and I'm sure you guys are the same. Um, the aspect Brian touches on, the bullying and coercion, that wasn't particularly, and, and Stuart Robertson, I think, said to us on Thursday night, that wasn't something that had been alleged by Rangers. I think that was alleged by championship clubs and was being repeated on their behalf by Rangers. And the, the bullying and coercion allegations have been bandied about between a few of the championship clubs over the last few days you, you'll have seen in the media. So I don't think this is going to go away because, uh, you know, even if Rangers dropped it, and there's no sign of that happening, but even if Rangers dropped it, I think there's enough dissatisfaction among other clubs that this is still going to be an issue. We spoke to Neil Doncaster earlier on. I asked him what he thought, you know, how he thought the executive of the SPFL could form a relationship in the future with some of the clubs who have made these allegations. You'll hear what you had to say shortly, Brian. But I think now people are talking about healing. I think these wounds are so deep it's going to take an awful long time and an awful lot of healing before Scottish football is well again. You can completely understand all that, Gordon, but at the same time, if you are on the SPFL's side, if you like, um, 
you would say, well, you, you can't just draw an arbitrary line. You can't say that, oh, well, because 13 have said it, you know, maybe we should look at it. What's the cut off there? You know, there was there was a, a voting criteria there for a reason, and, and it fell well short of that. So it, it's not exactly difficult to understand why a lot of people would suggest that you accept it and move on. Yeah, and I'm one of these uh, people, Gordon. I, I just think that we've got bigger fish to fry now. Um, I totally understand that there'll be a lot of... Um, you know, bridges having to be built, uh, especially you look at 13 clubs that, that wanted the uh, investigation. Um, so there's a lot of trust and it'll be very interesting. I've not heard the Neil Doncaster interview gone, but it'll be very interesting what he has to say in the fact to moving forward with the clubs. Yeah, Brian, what about that? Because the one thing you can't dispute is that this vote today went very much in favour of the SPFL but at a time where we're going to try and all come together to find a way through the, the difficulties that we face, can that realistically be done, Brian? Well, there's such a large chunk of, of, of the SPFL's membership not happy with the governance. Yeah, I mean, I think the governance issue is, is a separate issue, if you like. Uh, from what I've read in the, in the dossier, a lot of it seems to be grapes and grapes about procedure and process, etc. But no actual if you see what I mean, hard evidence of, you know, wrongdoing, as, as was said by Rangers as such. I, I think there is some healing to be done. I'm not quite sure how that's going to manifest itself um, sort of going ahead in the short term, at least anyway, sort of thing. I think, you know, I think it's like everything. I think some Rangers fans will probably go through this sort of denial stage and then rage and then anger and then sort of, come to some sort of um, understanding that, yeah, football must move on a bit. But to be honest, you know, I think a lot of this was, I hate to say it, but I think a lot of this was actually caused by Rangers themselves. Um, and this is where we've ended up. Uh, and yeah, some healing has to be done. But as I say, I'm not quite sure how that's going to, how that's going to transpire. Well, let's take a view from a Rangers fan. Craig is on the line. Uh, which stage of the... Denial process Are you at Craig According to Brian Oh how are you doing um, Well I'm sure It won't come as a surprise When I say I don't agree With all that Brian Was saying there um, No listen I think It's not about The denial stage And I think We need to remember um, And you guys Mentioned at the start Of the show This isn't Rangers Versus the SPFL Or the SFA You know This is 13 clubs This is not just Rangers Now Rangers lost that vote Today I'm disappointed with that Because I feel what's happened is At the moment um, The SPFL can sort of Try and brush all of this under the carpet now And try and focus on as if it didn't happen Now the, the fact is A lot of the issue that has been spoken about Has been about the, the bullying and harassment thing Now Inverness in the last couple of days Released a statement saying They did experience bullying From a SPFL board member And they did report it Neil Doncaster has denied there's ever been such a report for a start. Now, that that itself has overshadowed a lot of what else was actually in the dossier. The Doncaster's been able to dodge a lot of the questions about this £10 million that we could be losing out on because the focus has been squarely put on bullying and harassment. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm not sure I agree with that, Craig. Um, I feel like the ten I feel like the ten million pound was was the headline on day one, Roger. Maybe there are other things that have manifested since then. Um but I'm I'm, I'm not sure People have sort of skimmed over the ten million pounds. I feel like that was the, like I say, the headline from the dossier as soon as it was released. 
Yeah, and he certainly didn't duck the question. He addressed the question at the weekend and said the ten million pounds only came in to only comes into the equation when no more football can be played, um, and that was not anything to do with the the Good Friday vote. That will be a decision that will be made by the twelve Premiership clubs any day between now and May the twenty fifth. Um, personally speaking, I'm not convinced. Sky will be difficult to work with given they've just signed an exclusive long-term deal with the SPFL. The games that Sky have lost since football was suspended on the 13th of March, if there's any issues, they can be embraced into the length of the new contract. Um, so I, th I don't think he dug questions, whether he you know, answered them to everyone's satisfaction. That's, that's a different matter, but he did take those questions on at the weekend. I agree with Craig. I don't think it is. An argument now between Rangers and the league. I think it's wider than that. Where do they go next? It's interesting. There's a league AGM. Today was the EGM, the extraordinary general meeting. The annual general meeting is for a yet to be the confirmed date in July. There will be changes on the SPFL board. There always are. And I think clubs then have an opportunity behind closed doors to address a lot of the issues that have surrounded the Good Friday vote before, during and certainly after the vote. I think the clubs who have made allegations of bullying and coercion, mainly championship clubs as we say, it's an ideal platform for them to try and sort any issues that they've got and I think the clubs owe it to themselves and their supporters to use that platform of the AGM to start sorting this out and start some kind of healing process. Craig, there's no way I could argue with you because 11 uh, sorry, 12 other clubs voted with Rangers So it's clearly bigger than Rangers against the league Having said that, it, it's not difficult to understand Why that's getting the most attention Rangers are the ones that produced the dossier Rangers then offered to pay for an independent investigation over the weekend So, And they're one of our bigger clubs So <laughs> they've been shouting the loudest It's It's fairly understandable where all that's coming from, is it not? Oh, I, I, yeah, I can I can understand why, where people come from when they look at it because yes, Rangers did initially make this thing, and I you know and I think absolutely people are going to look at that and think that is the case. But at the same time, you know, since this began as well, there's been a lot of people calling that Rangers should have some sort of fine or points deduction or some sort of sanction, which to me is a nonsense because look, the, the fact is that there is still, to be fair, and I don't think anybody would disagree with the fact. There is, there is still animosity towards Rangers from a lot of clubs in this country because of what happened back in 2011-12 when they went bust and that whole situation came out. And I'm, I don't blame clubs because it was a terrible situation for all involved. But what that has created now is an atmosphere where Rangers, who are a member club of the SPFL, so Rangers were absolutely entitled to take this route of action and to be fair to them, you know, for all the criticism they have received, they actually did do what they said they were going to do because when they first said they had this evidence in dossier they said that once an EGM had been called that they would release the evidence and they said they were going to do it within a couple of days of EGM they did um, and they went through the proper channels any other football club would go through Can, and I, just, I, just, can I just check something though Craig I just, I just want to be clear on something because you've sort of started off by saying this is not about Rangers versus the SPFL it's much bigger than that but, but then you reference animosity by other clubs towards Rangers if this is not all about Rangers what relevance does the an perceived animosity towards Rangers have? Meaning in the context that, that's what I'm saying that's why there's a perceived that it's perceived that it's Rangers against right, the okay. SPFL 
I'm not, because I'm like I said, it isn't. It's about other clubs, but because Rangers are involved and they're the biggest club that are involved and who did initially begin it, and because of the noted issues Rangers have had in the past with the EBTs and the, the SPFL and the SFA and all, all that, which we don't need to cover, um, people just look at it and see the headline, oh, Rangers are at it again, so Rangers should be punished again, which would be highly unfair because it's not just Rangers. Other clubs have come out, and this is my, my biggest worry coming out of this whole thing this week, was that Inverness came out with a statement and said that they had been bullied by an SPFL board member and other clubs had, done, had felt the same and had reported it. And yet Neil Doncaster has consistently denied any such report had been made. Now, that, for me, is something that... Now, the clubs have voted they don't want an investigation, but if the SPFL want this to be finished and they want it to be done in the proper way and they don't have anything to hide, they have no reason to, at the very least, forget Rangers, investigate the allegations made by Inverness. Yeah, that, that's a fair point. And the only reason I'm jumping in, Craig, we are four and a half minutes late for the travel and I'll be getting my knuckles wrapped. But thanks, some interesting points in there. Travel with Stephen and then we're going to hear from Neil Doncaster. He's coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Experienced players who know how to win Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Roger Hanna here On the day that SPFL clubs voted against An independent inquiry Into the decision to call the lower league season Roger Hanna and I have been catching up with Neil Doncaster The chief executive of the SPFL uh, We spoke to him in a discussion That ended about a minute Before we came on air Which was interesting But hopefully we managed to cover uh, Quite a few points Let's hear what he had to say Neil Doncaster Thank you for joining us here On Clyde One Super Scoreboard If we could just kick off Neil By asking for Your general reaction To the outcome of today's vote Yeah I'm very pleased uh, I think it's been uh, a, a very clear result uh, from the membership. We are a members organisation and it's uh, very important that we listen as we said we would uh, to the result of the members uh, and I sincerely hope that everyone will reflect on, on the very clear uh, steer that the members gave us today and uh, try to move forward together. I think it's been a resounding result but what's vital is that we use it as the basis for reconciliation and saving our game and it's vitally important that we work together uh, to save the game with all the challenges that we face. What was the process like today, Neil? Because there's been a lot of infighting even amongst clubs and a lot of arguments, a lot of claim and counterclaim. What was the, the, the process like today for for those who, who don't know what goes on in these types of situations? Yeah, it was a good discussion. And uh, these things are always more difficult when they're done by uh, video conferencing. You know, usually you'd be in the same room at Hamden Park. Uh, you'd have a debate. It would be a robust debate. And you'd, you'd vote on a show of hands and, and you'd move forward. So these things are always more challenging when you're when you're using video conferencing and you know, you're all working remotely. Um, but it, it was a good discussion. Uh, there was good points made on, on both sides of the argument. Uh, but ultimately, the, the members were very clear uh, that, that they believed that our time and attention should be spent on working together to save the game. Uh, and that that's the very clear message, I think, from today. Uh, I think it's vitally important that all of us work together to heal the the wounds that, that have absolutely uh, uh, been created over the past two months and reflect on how we can best serve the game. And, and I believe that's by working together, uh, engaging with the Scottish Government uh, to get fans back in stadium as soon as safely possible. What would your message be, though, Neil, to those clubs who don't seem to want to, to draw a line under this? There, there clearly have been communications from various clubs over the last few days which suggest that they may look to take this further. What would your message be to those clubs? 
Well, I would hope that everyone, whatever side of the debate they came from, will want to reflect on what was a very clear statement from the membership. We are a members' organisation. Uh, the members have given uh, their answer today. And I do think it's incumbent on all of us to uh, work together going forward, um, to work on rebuilding those relationships, to uh, ratchet down the, the, the temperature of, of the conversation, to think about that the wording that we're all using. Uh, it's very easy for uh, words uh, in emails or, or in, in press releases to get misconstrued. So, you know, all of us, I think, have a duty to uh, think about how we uh, constructively work together to get the game back and up and running as soon as possible. I do think that's what uh, the members want, and I do think that's what the public wants. I think it's vitally important that we engage with government to get the game back up and running as soon as we can uh, in a safe environment. Neil, you know what Scottish football is like. It's highly unlikely we've heard the end of this, but I was interested in Murdoch McLennan's statement this afternoon when he said, once we're barring again, he'll, he'll bring the clubs together to discuss the lessons learned in this episode. Is the important thing in the short term that this is parked for a period of time and the focus is placed on a route map to playing football again? Totally. Uh, Roger, I think that's, that's precisely right. We have to... If, if we're going to uh, enable the game to survive, if we're going to enable the, the 42 senior professional clubs to survive in these unprecedented times, then we have to work together. We have to concentrate on how we heal those wounds and, and we move forward together. Uh, otherwise, we, we do not stand the best chance of uh, enabling the game to survive. And can the executive move forward? Can the executive work together with the requisitioners, with Hearts, with Rangers, with Stranraer, or is the relationship between those clubs and the executive, has that broken down altogether? No, I, I certainly believe that, that all of us uh, can reflect on how we can heal those wounds. We'll certainly, for our part, be doing that. Uh, and I think all of us should consider how we can uh, ensure that the, the, the tone of the debate is as respectful as possible. We're not all going to agree. I mean, that, that's the nature of, of life. Um, but I think all of us can agree uh, that it's vitally important that the game survives, uh, that, that clubs survive. And I'm sure we would all agree that, that by working together uh, and together with the British government, we've done the best chance of surviving. How confident are you, Neil, that those wounds can be healed? Because in a democratic sense, of course, it's gone your way this afternoon. Um, you've spoken many times about being a representative for the, you know, the 42 clubs, but as it stands, 13 of those clubs presumably don't feel properly represented and within that we've even got sort of club versus club allegations how, how do you intend to fix that and and is there a fear that actually that can't be done well the the board is elected by the members to serve all 42 clubs and i'm very confident that the board has done that uh, and will continue to do that and uh, all of us i think have a duty to work for the 42 member clubs as a whole. We won't all agree on everything from time to time. That That is the nature of football. Um, but we, we surely must agree on the need to come together and to focus on the future. And the future has to be about getting fans in stadia as soon as it's safely possible. And if we allow ourselves to be diverted uh, and focus on things other than that, then I think we're doing the game a disservice. You spoke about you know reflecting and looking back at what could have been done differently or, or done better. What specifically, with the benefit of hindsight, which is always great, what specifically 
would you do differently looking back on this whole process? Oh, we, we certainly pointed to, although we uh, we, we gave and made it very clear that uh, the uh, the return for the uh, the director's resolution was twenty eight days. You know, we did ask for returns to come back uh, by uh, Good Friday, uh, and in retrospect, you know, we, we could probably have uh, given longer. And, and we should certainly reflect on some of the communications that have been issued and whether you know, they were uh, as good as they can be. And all of us, I think, should be reflecting on things that we could do better. Um, uh, through this crisis. These are exceptional times. Uh, we are trying to work in uh, rather different environments, all in our silos, uh, all in different parts of the country, trying to work as best we can you know, via email and video conferencing. So it's not been easy, um, but I think following today's uh, very clear result, uh, we have an opportunity to use that result as a springboard, should we want, uh, to, um, to, to get the, uh, the game uh, to survive. Uh, and as the basis for reconciliation. And I, I certainly hope that all of us uh, pause and reflect uh, about you know, how precious the game is and how vitally important it is that we do work together to enable the game to survive. Neil, there won't be a second independent inquiry after today's vote, but um, the, the issues that were mentioned in Rangers' dossier last week, the fact that 13 clubs voted for an inquiry, including clubs of the size of Aberdeen and Hearts. Are some of the issues in Rangers dossier, will they be looked at internally by the executive once we're back playing football later in the year? Well, I think that what was clear from today was that the members uh, want us to focus on getting a route map to survival, uh, to getting games back up and running. Unless we do that, then uh, there is there is no... Uh, Scottish football. There is no SPFL. So we have to uh, combine our strengths. We've got a huge amount of talented people around the league um, and it's vitally important that all of us use those collective uh, strengths and, and skills to work together for the benefit of the game as a whole and to engage with government with one voice. And you've you've had a great deal on your plate in the last few days, the last few weeks. You're sort of ticking the things off one at a time. EGM today is the next job speaking to the 12 Premiership clubs about calling the Premiership season, declaring Celtic champions and, unfortunately, relegating Hearts? Yeah, the board have made it clear that they will be uh, consulting with the Labrooks Premiership clubs. Uh, and we know that there was an informal meeting of the Premiership clubs last Friday and I believe there's another one planned. Um, so, you know, we're hoping to get a very clear steer from the, the Labrooks Premiership clubs about uh, season 1920 then it's vitally important that we throw all of our energy into getting games up and running as soon as possible. Um, now, the economics of Scottish football are that live broadcasting is very important. Uh, we've got new deals for the Betfred Cup uh, with uh, uh, Premier Sport uh, and for the league with, with Sky Sports that start at the beginning of August. Um, so broadcasting is very important, but the lifeblood of Scottish football is fans in stadia and the economics of Scottish football uh, is about fans through turnstiles. That's where the bulk of the money comes from. So government, I think, understand very clearly that you know we need to have uh, a plans in place for a safe return to for, for fans to get back into stadia as soon as possible. There is a UEFA deadline safe for all uh, European leagues of May 25. Just given what you're saying there, Neil, about the importance of focusing on restarting football would we expect a decision on season 1920 to be taken in the next few days rather than waiting until the 25th 
Well, you're certainly right that, that UEFA have, have set that uh, uh, that deadline. They need to plan for their own uh, club competitions. Um, you know, clearly there are huge challenges with uh, with cross border travel, uh, which is incumbent uh, uh, within the UEFA uh, club competitions. Um, I think in that context, actually, domestic football is a bit easier. You know, you haven't got the logistical problems of of, of overseas travel, um, but it is important that we have a very clear uh, a, a route map back to uh, some semblance of a normality and we're certainly looking forward to now with the EGM behind us engaging with uh, the Scottish Government engaging with uh, Jason Leach uh, and ensuring that uh, there is a safe return uh, as soon as possible Yeah there's a line in there today actually from Murdoch McLennan Neil something that just jumped out because I hadn't seen this time frame mentioned before it says something along the lines of we must do what we can to get games up and running uh, by the end of July Is, is that now does that mean that's a realistic possibility? Is that something we should expect? Well, that, that remains our plan. Uh, we've got the Betfred Cup group stages scheduled for mid-July and we've got the uh, the, the league season starting uh, at the beginning of August. That, that remains the schedule. That's what we're planning towards. Uh, we know that getting fans back in stadia as soon as possible is vital to the, uh, the, the financial health of our clubs. And we'll be doing what we can, engaging with Scottish Government uh, to make that a reality if that's possible. Just before we let you go, Neil, I wonder if I could bring you back to today and find out a bit about personally what this has been like. You, you've been named personally throughout this, and I know you've said that you are there to carry out the wishes of the clubs, but, but clearly your role has been called into question a number of times. How do you how do you feel about that this afternoon? Do you feel vindicated by the outcome today? I certainly feel very pleased uh, for my staff. Uh, we've got a very small team of staff. A number of them have been uh, furloughed. Um, so there's a very small team of, of senior staff that are working hard for all member clubs. And I feel really pleased for the members of the board who've taken so much flack uh, over recent weeks. You know, that they've done all of this work behind the scenes for no reward, uh, the benefit of all the 46 clubs. And I'm, I'm delighted for them uh, that, that there's such a clear result today uh, backing them to to do what they can and what we can uh, to get the game up and running yeah I mean the vote clearly backs that up like we've been saying all along 27 voting no 13 voting yes is your your, your confidence and your ability in the role or, or your appetite for the role has any of that been been damaged by the way this has played out in the last couple of weeks no it remains a genuine privilege to be involved uh, in this role with Scottish football um, uh, it, it has its ups and downs like all uh, walks of life uh, particularly uh, when we're all dealing with this uh, this unprecedented crisis that, that is affecting all of our lives so dramatically. Um, but you know, it remains a privilege to be involved. And uh, you know, I'm delighted uh, for all of my staff and all of my board uh, that, that you know, there was such a, a clear result expressed today. And uh, you know, it's a privilege to serve the clubs and, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing so going forward. So that was Neil Doncaster. Now it's over to you. Your chance to have your say. Give us a call. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Helping you return to action Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon Diel is in the studio Roger Hanna's in his living room And Derek is in Sandy Hills What's on your mind tonight Derek? Uh, good evening panel uh, I, I listened to Neil Doncaster's interview mm-hmm. And he says that the fans Are the lifeblood That I every Rangers fan tonight Never take another away ticket and cripple every club in the country. What I've done to Rangers and other clubs have been disgusting. And I will never take another away ticket. I will boycott every away ground in the country. 
and people's being fooled by kids who want Celtic to plenty of money. There's only one club in the country full on their staff and they've got this much money. So let's cripple every club in the country and bring them to their knees. Uh, okay, uh, for accuracy, I think lots of clubs have got furloughed staff, but I think that, that's a separate issue. Um, t- tell me a bit more about tell me a bit more about it, Derek, um, because you say you want to boycott every away ground in the country. Uh, you want to cripple them all and, and bring them all to their knees. Um, but I mean, Aberdeen voted with you today. Hearts voted with you. There was another Premiership club as well, so you would still take tickets to those, would you not? No. Why? Because the voted Rangers, the voted Rangers down in 2012. I've challenged you a few times in Twitter, Gordon. How many times have you interviewed Neil Doncaster? I, I genuinely don't know. Are you looking for a, a definitive number? Because I, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, the, uh, the, you've, you've interviewed him very recently. Why have you not asked my question on the chairman of the FPL and his derogatory statements towards Rangers Football Club? There are lots of things I probably haven't asked him, Derek. But I just want to get to the nub of this. So, are you, are you? Boycotting next season because of today's vote or because of what happened in 2012? Just just to clear that up for us. Uh, I'm, I'm actually saying the way the prison Rangers is, is disgusting. Right. Now, you've got to tell my question. Why did you not ask him about the derogatory statements the SPL chairman made against Rangers football? Well, maybe I'll ask the chairman rather than Neil Doncaster, seeing as it wasn't him. But you want to boycott every away ground. I'm just wondering why not, why not Harps? Why not Aberdeen? Because they voted alongside Rangers today, remember? Well, Hearts only voted to save their own skin. What about Aberdeen? So let me be honest. What about Aberdeen? Well, I still wouldn't get a ticket from them. All right, OK. Roger, what do you think? Um, it was interesting, the Neil Doncaster interview that, that Derek references here, Gordon. I noted down a few phrases. Reconciliation. Heal the wounds. Constructively work together. Ratchet down the temperature of the conversation. Um, it doesn't sound to me as if Derek is interested in any four of those phrases. Um, not taking away tickets for Aberdeen. You know, Aberdeen and Dave Cormack have spoken up for Rangers in the last few days since the Rangers dossier was published. Um, Hearts, Hearts backed Rangers in the resolution, as did Stranraer, uh, because you need three clubs to force an EGM. So, you know, Hearts and Stranraer have stood square with Rangers. I listened yesterday to... Jerry Britton of Partick Thistle supporting the Rangers. Um, as you say, there, there were 12 other clubs, I think Inverness, Stenhouse, Muir, Falkirk among them, all supporting Rangers. This isn't about what happened in 2012. This is about what's happening at the end of season 2019-20. We're trying to say it's not about Rangers and the SPFL. It's, it, it's a bigger wider debate than that because all 42 clubs voted today all 42 clubs have a say on this and you know the reason you're not asking Neil Doncaster about something that may or may not have appeared in private eye seven years ago that wasn't even attributed to Murdoch McLennan it was supposedly someone overheard Murdoch McLennan saying that you know you're working for Super Scoreboard Gordon you're not you know Rangers can ask those questions your line of questioning to Neil Doncaster, utterly appropriate. He gave answers, he spoke about reconciliation, he spoke about healing the wounds. Unfortunately, though, as, as Derek's showing, not everybody is willing to heal the wounds or show any aspect of reconciliation. Yeah, I mean, Derek, we've had loads of sort of Rangers fans getting in touch on, on the phones and on Twitter and, and trying to make the point to us saying this is not about Rangers and the SPFL, it's 
It's bigger than that And in fact Your own club has issued a statement tonight Which kicks off by saying Today's vote has erased the false narrative Of this issue simply being a conflict Between one club and the SPFL But you now want to make it about one club and the SPFL By boycotting every away ground And bringing every other club to its knees Do you not? Yes But, but your own club says it's not about Rangers and the SPFL It's bigger than that but at the end of the day, why, why should I give them my money? And well, I want well, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to. I'm not saying you have to, but, but yeah, you're, 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 you're telling me that, that you won't. And that suggests you very much want to make it about one club and the SPFL, even though Rangers' statement tonight says that's not what it's about. Well, at the end of the day, I don't see why Rangers fans should give any of these clubs our money. Because but then did they, why did they not? It's not a, it's coming out of any of their pockets Rangers were going to pay for the inquiries themselves So why did they not pay for it? Yeah, I, I did mention that at the top of the, the, the programme, Derek But I, I just don't understand why you would come on And start shouting about boycott every ground One one for a fact You're entitled to go and pay your own money If that's what you want to do Or you don't need to go to games But as a Rangers supporter Surely as a player as well mm. You want the support Whether you're at Aberdeen Who voted for you Hearts Who voted for you Okay they'll probably be relegated Yeah but if you but get a cup tie away At Stranraer You so, should go Exactly So I, I don't think This is a time now Because the vote was lost today To then start going Tell you what We are going to just Boycott every away ground And put clubs to their knees This is about Going forward For our Scottish game and you know Attitudes like that I, I just I just don't buy into them at all Good to hear from you Derek in Sandy Hills Let's move on to Fraser in Cumbernauld Hi Fraser Hello how you doing? Not bad you're all well. Not bad at all How are you? Yeah. Um, I was going to say the guy stole my thunder I actually want a demarcation dispute here Because I'm meant to be the crazy angry one And uh, oh, right. Basically what I was phoning up about was You guys saying this isn't about Rangers Rangers are the club who posted on official website they wanted Doncaster and I can't is it McClellan the guy's name sorry for not knowing their names exactly they wanted them to suspended to stand down uh, that's like sort of gross misconduct in a professional sense which is as serious as you can get they subsequently released that document which you know there's an expression in business isn't it? you don't put the cart before the horse you don't tell people about the the problems are about voting before you vote, you know, so the 10 million and a bit of a mis- misnomer. I think Mr Doncaster made that perfectly clear, as is anybody from the SPFL whenever they've been interviewed. They've been clear and concise. This whole thing has caused the Rangers being angry, what's new, it's only been like that for 100 odd years, and uh, journalists hoping, because there's no football, there's nothing to talk about. So let's talk about this fictional... Uh, misnomer that's going around that there's a big problem within the SPFL board. Uh, we, we're in a terrible time. The decisions are going to be bad. Look at political decisions. They all make mistakes. Every country's made mistakes. So maybe mm. they have made, they've done things that they, they, they maybe shouldn't have done. Yeah, but I think that, I think Neil Doncaster's come on and admitted that there have been mistakes. There's no doubt about it. And Rangers, as a member club, have every right to step up and say we want answers. They went for a vote. There were twelve other clubs that voted for them. They lost to the vote. That's just part of life. But you don't have then supporters on 
thinking right let's go and boycott every stadium away from Ibrox and we'll put clubs to their knees this is not the time it's about building our game back up yeah I mean Roger Fraser talks about mistakes being made and in fairness to the SPFL I don't think they've ever suggested that mistakes haven't been made and in fact I asked Neil Doncaster to specifically name what he would have done better and he talks about giving clubs a bit longer rather than asking them to have the votes in by Good Friday he talks about some of the communication and some of the language used thereafter so there is an acknowledgement of mistakes but a lot of people out there at clubs and fans of clubs will say there were bigger mistakes than that there were more mistakes than that and those explanations don't wash yeah, lo- loads of mistakes made. Um, I think there's probably been mistakes made on every side. Um, to listen to Neil Doncaster, though, I think he's keen, you would hear it in his voice and his answers, to draw a line under the past, draw a line under everything that happened surrounding the Good Friday vote, draw a line under everything that's happened in the vote today at the EGM, and try and look forward and try and ensure there is a season 2020-21 for Scottish football, one that can kick off more or less on time. If you remember the government restrictions, they would allow, as things stand, football to be played in July the 22nd. That's only 11 days after the Betfred Cup was initially due to start. It is 10 days before the new Premiership campaign is due to start. I think if we can get football started again by July the 22nd, it would be a success, not only for Neil Doncaster and his board, but for Scottish football as a whole, because the 42 clubs need football to kick on again. A lot of the focus has been on the clubs down the leagues, the clubs with less of an income stream, the clubs who haven't had any football played since the first or second week in March, and their financial necessity. The longer this goes on, the biggest clubs in the country, Celtic, Rangers, Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen, they're, they're all feeling the pinch. They've got no income coming in. They're having to pay footballers. Um, the, the staff who haven't been furloughed, they're having to be paid as well. It's a financial drain on all the clubs. And, and we need football to get going again. Thanks a lot, Fraser and Cumbernauld. Thanks for getting in touch. Hopefully we will speak to you soon. I think that takes us up to time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time. I said it last night. I think it's healthy to just take two minutes to have a bit of fun and uh, we'll get right back into the madness of Vote Gate and Investigation Gate and all the rest of it. If you want to play Beat the Pundit tonight, step up to the plate. 0141 951 1025. Get the call in before seven. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Your comeback is on Talktothompsons.com Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard What a day it has been The SPFL clubs voting against An independent inquiry 32 clubs were needed to pass 13 only Only 13 voted yes So 27 no And 2 abstained That is not quite the end of the issue though. You've heard from some passionate fans on the phones tonight who want their clubs to take it further. The likes of Celtic and Motherwell and others have issued statements saying time to move on. We've not even had the chance to get to them yet, but we will after we do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football. 
Okay, beat the pundit time And I tried to be smart last night Gordon Deal Because as you know Whoever's in the studio at the moment Plays really Because Roger Hanna's at home Hugh Keevans at home And sometimes there's a bit of a delay I got cocky last night Thought it was going to be alright And Hugh Keevans ended up Miles behind Couldn't hear the questions Had to get time added on So I think okay. I think you're the man for it tonight Is that alright? Okay Good stuff, right Let's find out who you're up against Oh, he's from Air I was oh. hoping he was an Air United fan there Maybe had a had your, your shirt up into the wall But it's uh, he's a Celtic fan Celtic. Stephen from Air How are you doing, Stephen? How are you doing? You good? Not bad at all I know you're a Celtic fan, Stephen But because you're from Air Is, is, is the memory of Gordon Dale's time there Is it still felt in the town? Or have you moved on? Oh, terrible Nobody talks about it <laughs> <laughs> I'd have a few good nights in the town Let me tell you Where are the hot spots? Oh, are they still, do they still exist? Club de Mar Was one <laughs> i tell you something I'm, I'm glad I'm playing Gordon Because I'm plus one in the handicap Because I did better than him In the Facebook feed Quiz with him and Mark Wilson Well, Stephen well done on one hand But on the other It wouldn't be hard Because you had an absolute mare <laughs> oh, I had a bad uh, Yeah but my Tuesday night record's brilliant Are you going to be tuning in On Thursday Stephen We'll be doing the quiz again I'll be there I've got that Good man tonight. Good right Let's see what we're doing tonight So Gordon Dale's going to play Against you That means I need to Distract him for a couple of minutes Right I've given him something else To listen to Stephen 30 seconds on the clock for you And as you'll probably know But just to clear up You can pass So if you don't know it Pass quickly And just move on okay yeah. Right, Stephen, 30 seconds starts now. Who was the Motherwell manager before Stephen Robinson? Matt McGee. Who did Rangers sign from Burnley in 2008? Kyle Lafferty. Who's the current manager of the Netherlands? Netherlands. Pass. In which year did Henrik Larsson sign for Celtic? 2004. Who's the captain of the Scotland women's side? Pass. Who were the last Italian team to win the Champions League? Inter Milan. Okay, let's see what Gordon can do. Gordon, can you hear us? Yeah, yeah, back. Stephen's decent, by the way. Is he? Yeah. You obviously spent too many nights in Club de Mar. Yeah, or well, Stephen was studying. He was studying. He ready? Right. Who was Motherwell manager before Stephen Robinson? Uh, oh, I don't know. Ah. Uh, just, uh, McCall. <laughs> Who did Rangers sign from Burnley in two thousand and eight? Uh, Lafferty Who is the current manager of the Netherlands? Koeman uh, In what year did Henrik Larsson sign for Celtic? Oh no uh, 2001 Who is the captain of the Scotland women's team? Pass Who were the last Italian side to win the Champions League? Uh, Juventus Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Warriors? The Warriors Oh the Warriors is Stenhousemuir Okay 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 Stephen what a battle that was How do you think it went? I think I'm beating the worst as I think I've got the Henrik Larson one wrong Oh you were miles out You were worse than him you'll, uh, you'll never be able to show your face At Celtic Park again Let's find out Six However Speaking of people who won't be able to show their face At the club <laughs> they claim to support Roger Hanna Who is it? Who was the Motherwell manager outrageous. Before Stephen Robinson oh, I, I think was, he was thinking uh, back It was uh, Jim Gannon <laughs> No wasn't he It was his assistant manager oh. at Oldham Ian Barraclough Was it him? No it was Mark McGee Oh wouldn't it go that you Unbelievable Ah oh, Roger <laughs> That was that was terrible That wasn't even that good um, Stephen got it Very well done Stephen's Stephen. a Celtic fan So well done to Stephen Goes one up Who did Rangers sign from Burnley In 2008 It was Kyle Lafferty You both got that Oh no So it's 2-1 to Stephen Who is the current manager of the Netherlands I must admit I thought your bottle had crashed by this point 
And then you pulled the Ronald Coleman out the bag And equalised Because Stephen never got it Oh yes Both of you had a mare here In which year did Henrik Larson sign for Celtic, Roger? Uh, 97 97 So both miles off Who's the captain of the Scotland women's side? It's Rachel Corsi Stephen never got that He did not So it's still level Who were the last Italian team to win the Champions League? Stephen said Inter Milan You said Juventus Yeah It is Inter Milan No So Stephen goes in front Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Warriors? That's Stenhouse Muir, isn't it? It is Stenhouse Muir Stephen didn't get that far Which oh. means you equalise in the last minute To take it to a tiebreaker oh, I've not got a pen Three all Here's a pen, no excuses I want some paper as well oh, I'm, not I'm not very Dan good at Stephen, here's how the tiebreaker works I'm going to read out the question Get Gordon DL to write his answer down And then you give me your attempt, okay? Oh man, my gear Hi, Good man, the question is this How many individual clubs have competed in a European Cup slash Champions League final. Individual clubs. <sighs> Why do you never understand the most the simplest of questions? How many clubs I don't have understand it. Just how many clubs <laughs> How many clubs have competed in a European Cup or Champions League final? Since the beginning of time or since the competition began? On the final? No, oh. hold that you can't change it. Hold no. that up. Hold that up. Oh no, I've had a nightmare. Stephen, what do you think? Oh please uh, Oh hurry up <laughs> 54 He's giggling Right okay Interesting answer Roger just out of curiosity Because you're a, a brain box What would you have gone for? I would have guessed at 40 Are you joking? It's 40 on the nose Which means Stephen has won it ah. Sign ball is on its way Stephen, meet him, meet Gordon at Club de Mar When all this social distancing stuff's over And he'll, he'll pass the ball on That alright? No, bro, cheers guys Good I'll, man I'll, probably t- I'll be quicker going down Take care, he gives Stephen the ball And he got his answer in <laughs> And I must say though Just to underline the fact That he really is a note All Roger Hanna got that on the nose It's 40, 40 clubs And it's, don't look at me like that When I say on the nose That's not that's not me trying to slag you Your appearance It was just It's just a turn of phrase I can't believe that Roger <laughs> he, he needs to up his game oh, For Thursday night Disappointed <laughs> with that Roger but how long did you it take Stephen to take that you, answer? You, you, you were lucky you got into the into the playoff there, oh. into the tie break because if you'd waited any longer without Warriors answer, the show exactly. would have been finished. You waited long on that one, and you should have had points deducted for Stuart McCall and then Jim Gannon. <laughs> that was even before that. <laughs> Roger, just, I was expecting you to shout Willie McLean next. Uh-huh. Just out of curiosity, are you, are you missing him, Roger? Because this can't be the same as, as seeing the, the performance up close uh-huh. on a Tuesday night. I, I, I am missing him It's just not the same Does he still come in Does he still cycle in Is he wearing the lycra During the show <laughs> For goodness uh, sake No I couldn't concentrate If he was doing that He's not cycled yet I must admit though um, And he doesn't even know That I'm going to tell this story um, well, I, I, I walked into the office earlier And I could hear him on the phone And I overheard And I heard him Roger And he was saying He sounded very professional And I thought Who on earth is that That he's on the phone to And he was saying uh, Yes sorry um, I'm just trying to To work out the timing Because I'm at work And I'm going to be Making my way home I'm just trying to figure out The timing And I'm thinking What's he on about He then pauses and he goes Aye can I get a mini fish supper (laughs) (laughs) And then he follows up with how much is that hen? So all of a sudden he had gone from what I thought was an important business call to a five hour advanced order at his, oh, <laughs> his I, local I, chippy. I, I've just I've not had a chippy for months. This is a tonight for me. Honestly, Roger, what can you do? 
Dear, oh dear. Is it a local one in Motherwell, Daz, or is it the one round the corner from the studio? No, it's a local in Motherwell, mate. I must admit, in all the excitement, uh, Brian and Colin Graham have been in touch to tell me that I didn't even tell people what your guess was. I was just so excited that you got it wrong and, and Roger got it bang on. I get 35. Did what did you say? 35. No, you didn't. Where's your paper? 21, you said. 21. <laughs> you, you were 19 out. Um, what, what was Stephen out? 14. You sure? Yes. He said 54. Oh, I can't believe he's beat me I'm glad people are keeping me right I just got a bit excited there It was all the thinking about your fish supper Anyway 0141 951 1025 That's the number you need to have your say tonight Various clubs have been having their say uh, I don't want to turn this into Me just reading out statements all night But I will try and bring you some of the highlights Let's speak to Gary first though He's a Partick Thistle fan uh, Gary, your club were Vocal in, in their support for this independent inquiry Jerry Britton joined us last night um, It's not gone your way How would you sum up how you're feeling? Well, I would call it the self-Doncaster league You know, it's uh, He's very, very much wanting it his way Neil Doncaster That's my main issue With it all To be honest It's very convenient that he's got a clear vote in this And have have time to go to the supermarket and get a tea when the last vote they couldn't even get get their vote in by six o'clock. Well, hold on though. Are you, do you know something we don't? Because there's not even a hint of a suggestion of you know. I think we have to be careful. It's all right saying the vote didn't go the way you want, but are you trying to question the legitimacy of the vote, Gary? Because that's, that's quite a bold allegation. At, at, at the end, at the end of the, at the end of the day, Neil, Neil Doncaster is quite clearly wanting wanting things his way. Um, in terms of, he just wants a line drawn under it. He wants the tight. He wants mm. the line, the league finished with, because he knows the league's not going to be up and running. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, you know, I'm quite happy for Thistle to go into the um, the first division, and we'll go, we'll head back. We'll go back up, like at some point, you know, we'll work our way back up. But. In all fairness, from what has been going out in the press by Jerry Britton and Thistle, we wouldn't come out and say that if there wasn't any truth in it with the bullying, the bullying aspects and everything that you're hearing and all that. Yeah, Roger, I mean, there's clearly a lot to untangle and Thistle always jump out to me as the, the one example, if you like, where everyone's got sympathy for them because how could you not? Not even played the same amount of games mm. as the team above them, Roger. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thistle's relegation is unfair. Hart's relegation is unfair. Stranraer's relegation is unfair. Um, but there's a lot of unfairness around the world at the minute. Um, I think Neil Doncaster is a sort of lightning rod for all the club's complaints, which is slightly unfair because Neil Doncaster is just an employee. When Gary talks about Neil Doncaster's self-interest, what he means is the self-interest of the clubs who voted the way they did on Good Friday and voted the way they did today. Um, I tell you this every week, Gordon, Scottish football is built on the twin pillars of money and self-interest. And if anyone doubted that fact, look at the Good Friday vote and look at the EGM vote today. Clubs were voting in a way that protected themselves, protected their income streams and protected their futures. And the collateral damage in those votes comes in the shape of Hearts, Partick, Thistle and Stranraer. Enormous sympathy for the three football clubs going forward. But as we look to go forward and we look to, to quote Neil Doncaster, heal the wounds 
and reconcile with each other. The difficulty is going to be the relationship, not between clubs and Neil Doncaster, but between individual clubs. Think what the atmosphere is going to be like. Gary talks about bullying and coercion between championship clubs. What's the atmosphere going to be like when Cali Thistle played in Fermland next season? When Hearts played in D next season in the championship? It's not going to be great. Um, you know, Partick Thistle have real grievances and you know, when they take on, you know, had they had league reconstruction going through and, and they were going to take on, for argument's sake, Dundee next season, or if they draw them in a cup, what's the atmosphere going to be like between those clubs? That, for me, is a very, very unfortunate legacy of a very, very unfortunate episode for Scottish football. Gordon, was that Roger volunteering for Inverness on day one of next yeah, season when we send him yeah, up there put, just to, to see what it's name. like? Yeah, he put right, his okay. name right in uh, there. Just double-checking that before we move on. Uh, what do we do about that, though, Roger? Because I've heard this every single night since all of this kicked off about you know clubs being basing their decisions on, on self-interest. But in some ways, y- y- you would be inclined to ask, what's wrong with that? And is that, is that not an inevitability? Yeah. If you've got a problem with it, and I don't mean you, I mean anyone, is that what needs to change? Does it does it need to be the structure? Because how do you get to, to a scenario where you've got forty two clubs represented and you're asking them not to vote for you know their own interests? And then also what we've seen, and again I'm not accusing you of this, but what we've seen because this issue is so split, because it's so polarised, it's almost as if the people who voted. No to an independent investigation today They're being painted as the ones who don't have Scottish football's best interests at heart But I mean, there are 27 of those clubs And I'm sure many of them care passionately about Scottish football Oh, oh listen, I'm, I'm not saying they're wrong to let self, self-interest self dominate them It's inevitable that self-interest will dominate them You know, we, we tend to talk in football terms We talk about teams, we talk about clubs, we talk about sides these are 42 businesses and the chairman and the chief executives of those businesses are duty bound to act in the interests of their business. Um, they could have done something to prevent Hearts, Thistle and Sunuard going down. They could have reconstructed the league. But again, the clubs chose not to reconstruct the league. So self-interest prevailed. The losers, the real losers here, as Gary will tell you, are Hearts, Partick Thistle and Sunuard. But given it's a members' organisation, given the way the league is structured, I don't think there's, you know, and given that self-interest will dominate, I don't know what the what more the executive could have done to have helped Hearts or Partick or Stranraer because, you know, Neil Doncaster doesn't have any votes in any of these instances. It's the clubs who vote. It's the clubs who voted to relegate fellow clubs, and the clubs who chose not to reconstruct when there was an opportunity there to save their fellow clubs. Uh, Gary, you mentioned you know being willing or able to accept Thistle going into League One and you would like to think that they can bounce back stronger. When Jerry Britton was in the show last night, he was confirming that if it didn't go their way, they, they would look at, at what was next. I don't know what that really means, whether it's a legal option or, or trying to take it further. Would, would you, would, what would your thoughts be on that route? I would be quite happy because at the end of the day, I don't see a problem by Rangers... Hearts, Stranra, Patrick Thistle, all f- those four clubs minimum can all get together and put in a legal case against it all. Because at the end of the day, Thistle were also, let's just say, shafted by by uh, Forfa. Forfa's chairman, or whoever it was, went on record 
to say that they wanted Thistle um, down because of the gate receipts. And that's put off a lot of Thistle fans going. From what I've seen on Facebook, that's put off a lot of Thistle fans going on going to their ground just because he wants the gate receipts. Yeah, I mean, this notion of a, a legal fight, if you like, Gordon, I think we should hold our hands up. It's, it's responsible for, for us to do that and obviously admit that we clearly are not legally minded. Um, so I, I don't, I wouldn't pretend to know what that looks like. I don't really know what sort of case it would be or, or anything like that. But what Neil Doncaster has said in, in previous days leading up to this is that any fight, any legal fight against the SPFL is, is therefore a fight against all the other clubs. Because that's where the money comes from So it's, It is a difficult one I think we would all admit that Yes Rangers fans Partick Thistle fans Whoever might Really urge their Their team to not let this lie And take it further Fine But but that isn't going to be easy It's not going to be quick And there's the financial element as well Yeah that's a, that's a big thing The financial uh, I was listening to a caller there He was talking about Yeah we're quite happy That if we have to go to League 1 But What does that come at As a cost Gordon uh, Is it Partick Thistle maybe going part time is it you know stuff like that with wages and job losses I really feel sorry for Partick I totally understand that you know the fact that Hearts people can talk about Hearts being unlucky can talk about Sunra but the one club for me is Partick Thistle because they've not had the opportunity to play the same amount of games as everybody else in the league and that one game could have probably saved them Uh, we'll never know but I really do have sympathy for uh, Thistle and uh, the club And Jerry Britton will certainly fight his corner for the club no, no doubt in that Gary, good to hear from you Hopefully we will hear from you soon I've got a great full-time teaser coming up You're going to need your pen and paper again, Gordon mm-hmm. As will you out there And we'll speak to Frank and Kilmarnock next as well The full-time teaser With scottishsun.co.uk Get all the latest football news and opinion Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Tackling compensation claims for more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are here Frank and Kilmarnock's going to be the next caller A couple of things just to rattle through before that You need to get thinking on tonight's teaser Thank you to Dylan Patton for sending it in Listen carefully, right? Right Dylan's looking for 10 players Who have played in the English Premier League but no more than four times And have been capped by Scotland Quite specific <laughs> It's quite difficult That's why I used it tonight Because Roger obviously knows his stuff You And you help him uh, Name ten players Who've uh-huh. played in English Premier League But no more than four times And have been capped by Scotland Does that make sense Roger? Is Kieran Tierney one? Yes Yes it makes sense Doesn't make it easy But it makes sense do you know Tierney one? Um, no Oh Not, a, not, not according to Dylan sure. Which is interesting though Have I? What about Maybe you've sparked a Stewart's inquiry No Andy Webster? Yes So he's got four Premier League appearances for Wigan And obviously capped well, Numerous times 28 times for Scotland Webster. Andy Webster uh, Somebody mentioned his name to me today, oddly, in a, in a different sense. David McNamee? No. Some very difficult names in here. This could be a long night. Warren Cummings? Nope. Who's, Gordon, are you just. Who's, who's you, Warren you, you're going to offer anything? 
Oh. Warren Cummings was our left back that played with Chelsea and Bournemouth. Oh, good one, Roger. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like I'm on a Thursday night quiz night. Hurry up. Give I'm me something. <laughs> Give me a guess. <laughs> Warren Cummings. Um, I don't know. Kevin Kyle. No, not Kevin oh, Kyle. Oh, oh, oh. Aye. He played with my new Andy Gorham. Yes, Andy Gorham, see? Not as daft as you look. Oh, yeah, Two Premier League appearances for Man United. All right, we'll leave it there. There are a few club statements uh, I would like to tell you about, but let's speak to Frank and Kilmarnock first. Hi, Frank. Hi, Gordon. Evening, evening to yourself, uh, Gordon and Roger. Hope you're all well, guys. Thank you, Frank. Um, right, uh, Roger just spoke at something 15 minutes ago, and I think it sums up this full... Um, Escapade we're going through in Scottish football with this um, dossier and vote today. He mentioned self-interest, and actually, I was looking at it, looking at some of the numbers. It's, it's so evident when you look at the voting that self-interest has given the supposed um, support more than what people expected towards Rangers' um, request for the dossier to be um, voted for. Actually, the 42 clubs, so just bear with me, 42 clubs, four league winners, who all clearly voted yes. Um, there's then four runners-up who all voted no. Um, sorry, yes in favour of Rangers. Um, because of self-interest, they're Rangers, clearly because they don't want Celtic to win nine in a row. Each team that's second had an interest in potentially still getting promoted. And then the three teams who could have been relegated, um, Hearts and Rar and... I forget the other one. Hartick. Um Hartic, yes, all voted in favour. So if you actually strip all those 11 clubs out, that leaves the 31 clubs. There's then six what you would call neutral clubs, um, Aberdeens, Livingstons, Fenishmuir, etc. It brings the vote and the support down to just six clubs out of 31, which gives a massive difference to actually how the vote looked. That's 31 totally impartial clubs who had really nothing to win or lose out of it which brings the actual percentage down to 19%. And I just wanted to... I think the most sensible statement I've seen all day and probably one of the best I've seen all the way through this is a neutral club. And um, I'm sure Gordon knows it because it's his club. Um, I was about to read it next. Yeah, I, I just think it's phenomenal and it sums up this. Did the evidence provided by Rangers meet the high threshold for an independent inquiry? In our opinion, no. Um, secondly, is this an appropriate time to divert the resource needed into an investigation. No, Scottish football is facing a crisis and we should all pull together to get ourselves through this. I couldn't have put it better. I spoke to you guys last week on the phone and said that it's about time now that people drop this. We have listened to callers from Rangers tonight saying I'm boycotting away matches. That proves it's about self-interest because if this was about the greater good of the game, then clearly, whether it's... um, 13 clubs out of 42 or 6 out of 31 whatever way you want to do it the vote's been lost time to move on guys suck it up it's about like 9 in a row except the fact the best team in Scotland have won 9 in a row on the pitch let's move on let's get into tomorrow's Wednesday and move forward because the longer we do this the longer we keep ourselves diverted away from rescuing Scottish football mm. there's a massive crisis in the world we're a football show that we're, we talk to and we yep. love the, the job you guys do Let's get on with it. And to try and unite it is a massive job. But we need to listen to um, neutral 
chairman, like the Motherwell chairman, who's released that fantastic statement tonight. And I just wanted to see what the guys think. Yeah, about the, the only thing I would just to, again for accuracy, Roger, I, I was interested in Frank's sort of breakdown of of the votes and and then. You know, looking at what he considers neutral clubs, but you can spin that another way as well. Remember and say, well, there are X amount of clubs represented on the SPFL board, and they were never going to vote for an independent investigation into themselves. So I think you can, you can be cute with it both ways. The easiest way to do it is just look at the cold hard facts. Thirty-two votes were needed, and only thirteen got it. Once you delve a bit deeper, you you can sort of twist it to suit your own feelings on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure there's such a thing as a neutral club in Scottish football. I think the way the leagues are set up, almost every club was impacted by this. Um, Frank talks about, you know, the, the would-be champions, the runners-up, the relegated teams. There was teams in relegation playoffs, there was teams that could have been in promotion playoffs. Um, the, there was, you know, Brecon City, Mark Wilson's team right down at the bottom of League Two who could have been in a relegation playoff. So many, I would say the vast majority of clubs were impacted by this and would vote for self-interest because of you know how, how it was going to impact on them. Nothing the matter with that. The, the vote is what the vote is. We are where we are. 27 no's, 13 yeses, two abstentions. The requisitioners, hard rangers have lost the day. The SPFL board have won the day. There's now no second independent inquiry and the SPFL board would love nothing more than for Scottish football to draw a line under this and unite and push forward towards season 2020-21. However, knowing Scottish football, that's not going to happen quickly. Yeah, and I'm glad Frank brought it up. And Frank, we'll need to give Frank some of the wages tonight because he's read out part of the statement. So now Mm. I I, I don't need to. I will repeat bits of it though, uh, Roger. The Motherwell one is interesting from the point of view that it clearly explains their thinking Now you don't have to agree with it And if you wanted a, a, an independent investigation before all this You'll probably scoff at some of it But at least there's a very clear explanation there um, it, it kicks off by saying that, that Motherwell didn't reach a conclusion until the weekend So you know that goes against the, the narrative that everyone had decided all along and, and they were very entrenched in their views Motherwell are saying they didn't decide until the weekend And as Frank quite rightly points out they explain exactly why They say that first. The first question Is it the appropriate time to divert resource into an investigation? In our view, it is not And we're surprised by the amount of effort and energy devoted to this topic At a time when Scottish football faces an existential crisis Secondly It is very likely a large number of clubs will need significant help to get to the other side Which might in turn entail accessing money from external sources You heard Neil Doncaster He's almost he's hoping for government intervention. The chance of getting that sort of funding is much reduced if we continue to fight in public. For that reason, we can't come together as a group. Can't we come together as a group and try and get the best possible outcome? Like I say, you don't have to agree with it, but that is a very logical response. Yeah, listen, it is a logical response at a time when perhaps logic has been in short supply in this argument. Um, but I think that the wounds, these aren't just superficial wounds, Gordon. These wounds run deep. You know, we had a caller on earlier on talking about what happened to Rangers in 2012 and those wounds not having healed. So whereas I think you and I are agreed it's not simply Rangers versus the SPFL, there are too many other major players involved in this drama. Aberdeen Hearts, Partick Thistle that Gary phoned about a moment ago, Falkirk with Adair Chairman Gary Deans in the show. There are other big players 
and you know there's the likes of Celtic and Motherwell and clubs like that who have put out statements tonight in support of the SPFL. How we go forward, I'm not sure, but um, it's going to take an awful long time before some of these wounds are healed, and we will be back playing football before a lot of them are healed. Yeah, and actually Celtic issued a statement as well, fresh off the back of the vote. Um, it's been a bit frantic tonight, so it's me just getting getting round to it, but I'll paraphrase Celtic, say, satisfied, there's no evidence of wrongdoing by the board or the executive who don't consider an inquiry as necessary. Appealing to clubs to look to the future, talking about the threats that exist, the financial survival. They want to make the best of this awful situation, not the worst. We greatly regret the denigration of named individuals who have on every occasion acted upon decisions which were made by the board of the SPFL representing 42 clubs. Uh, they sympathise with the, the circumstances the board have had to work under. They have great sympathy for clubs that lend up in a lower division. We've been supportive of temporary reconstruction, but Celtic also understands the position of clubs who do not support league reconstruction at this time. I've not heard anything really from Celtic um, over this period or, or on this subject, Gordon. Mm-hmm. And they broke their silence quite soon after. Yeah, uh, they've been very silent um, during this process, uh, Gordon, but uh, they decided to make that statement. I think a few other clubs like Aberdeen have come out and said, look, the vote went against us, but we have to accept it. Everyone got a vote. You have to accept the result. Um, easier said than done in saying right just everybody working together we heard Neil Doncaster tonight talking about trying to move forward working together to for the better of Scottish football but uh, as Roger points out every week in this show that's uh, easier said than done to be honest and uh, it'll be interesting over the next couple of days I think Motherwell's statement was very good Gordon they explained the reason why and I think over the next couple of days it'll be interesting to see where we go but I, I would love nothing better than to forget these boycotts for him. You know, uh, the lad that come on, the Rangers fan, talking about stay away from grounds. I would like us to pull in the same direction mm. because we're in bad times just now. We need to yeah. build the game back up. I mean, Aberdeen have also issued a statement. I, I, I won't read it. I'll give you the, the conclusion if you like. Well, it's it's a bit of a mixed one. They, they say they respect the outcome, yeah. but also say they'll continue to fight for what we believe is right. So there's watch this space on... On that one uh, Thanks to Frank and Kilmarnock Any more on the teaser quickly? I'm, I'm going to keep on the Rangers Is, Did Ian Durant play no. Everton? Danny Wilson Liverpool? Yes Danny Wilson Well done Roger What about, what about Bob Malcolm? No Stephen Presley? Mm, no Ross Wallace? No uh, Was Mark Burchill one? He is not Oh great effort Kevin Thompson No We'll leave it there for you Gordon one more guess No No Alright Walter is a Rangers fan From Lark Hall How's it going Walter I'm all bad How are you guys Yeah not bad at all What's on your Hi, mind Walter. tonight Walter I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what it is mm-hmm. um, I'll just Regarding I know people are banging on uh, Regarding this vote And Rangers Bringing stuff up Try to put it forward But What, what I don't um, Grasp is that um, People don't seem to be getting the fact that a third of the member groups, member clubs, are against this and they are questioning the government of the full SPFL. And to be perfectly honest, um, Aberdeen, for me, as a Rangers fan, season ticket holder for decades, wouldn't they want Rangers to win a shy? 
supporting me, the fans and everybody involved up there. And they've backed us. They've backed us in this. So for me, that's something that tells me that people are only happy with the governing body. Um, and also, I would like to ask everybody on the panel tonight, if they were given a vote, how would they have voted? Oh, there's a good question. Gordon DL, kick us off with yeah, that one. Well, it's simple for me. I, I well, th- well let, let's start by admitting that you wouldn't have been privy to all of the information and you weren't mm. involved in the voting process to begin with. So it's a pretty difficult question. But I like a bit of good fun yeah, on the show, so yeah. go for it. Well, my surprise is, is the fact that I thought, I thought there would have been more votes uh, because of the financial situation with Rangers coming out and making the statement about, you know, they would pick up the tab for it, Gordon. And I thought that other clubs may follow suit by saying, yeah, okay, let's clear this up, let's get it done and dusted. But I was very surprised that only 12 other clubs come out with them. Me personally, knowing that information, I would say yes. Why? Just just to get on a, just yeah, to get the yeah, questions yeah, answered, think, regardless. I think, of... I think what it would do is it would clear everything up, Gordon, and we could eventually move on because the way we are just now, you've heard some statements come now. It'll be interesting to see what happens over the next few days, and I don't think we'll clear it up, and I think we'll waste, you know, energy on this sort of a topic rather than looking at the bigger picture, which is to save our clubs in the game here in Scotland. Roger. Depends what club I was voting on behalf of, Walter. And, and I'm not saying that to dodge your question, but we've spoken about the self-interest of clubs. I think you, you would need, you know, it's only clubs who vote, so you would need to be aligned to a club to have a vote. Um, I spoke to somebody last night who told me the vote would be 28-14 because he could just about second-guess what each of the clubs were going to do based on self-interest. And given that it finished 27-13-2, it really wasn't very far away. So I think your vote is dictated by which club you're voting for, where that club finished the season, and how that club would be impacted, mainly financially, by the vote today, just as the vote on Good Friday was, was, you know, revolved around the same sort of needs, if you like. Yeah, and, and I must admit, I liked Walters saying there that Aberdeen wouldn't want Rangers to win a shy. And I know you like that as well. I, yeah. I heard you laughing. But that does just go back to what we've been saying. I know people might like to simplify it, um, but it, there clearly is a bigger picture than just Rangers and the SPFL hierarchy. Because actually, an Aberdeen situation is an interesting one. They voted in favour of an independent investigation, mm-hmm. but they also voted for the original resolution. Way back, the decision to end the lower leagues. You know that none. Of, they're the, they're the only club who who did that. If if that makes yeah. sense, you know you can you can predict the rest. You can predict Hearts and Partick Thistle. Of course, they're furious. They're going to be relegated. Understandable. Um, but but there's more. There, there, there is a lot going on here. There certainly are. And um, Walter's right. I don't think Aberdeen would give Rangers a shy. To be honest <laughs> with you. But I think Aberdeen have voted not because of, you know, to side with Rangers. They voted for the best interest of Aberdeen at the time, they thought. And they've said that in their statement, Gordon. Um, But over the next coming days, it's going to be very interesting to see where we go with this. Perfect scenario. Draw a line under it. Concentrate on other things that are more important. But we know that's not going to happen. You just said you'd have voted for an investigation. Yeah, but I would have accepted the vote. Okay. That's fine. Uh, Walter and Larkall, thanks for getting in touch tonight. You two, any more on the teaser quickly? I'm struggling here. E- what about Kevin McDonald? No. Chris Burke? 
Nope We're going back a bit for most of them Peter Canero No uh, Michael Stewart Gordon's never heard of any of these yes, players Yes I have, he played with Kilmarnock Who, Michael Stewart? No No, he's not one either Does make, No, he's not one Gordon, come on need something. Just a guess I'm, I'm struggling with a guess here Simon Donnelly No, but if I told you you were very close Phil O'Donnell Phil O'Donnell There we go, we got him in there as well Phil O'Donnell, Andy Gorham, Danny Wilson, Andy Webster We'll get the rest next the Full Time Teaser With scottishsun.co.uk Get all the latest football news and opinion Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Experienced players who know how to win Talk to thompsons.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Still time for more calls I want to see how you're getting on with this teaser though Thank you to Dylan Patton for sending it in We're looking for 10 players They've played in the English Premier League But no more than four times And they've also been capped by Scotland Tough question this You've got Phil O'Donnell Andy Gorham Danny Wilson Andy Webster Did you get any during the break Gordon? I got one I think Jamie Murphy Who would he have played in the Premier League for? Uh, Brighton? Yes Well done Jamie Murphy Four appearances for Brighton Last week Andy Gray? Nope Chris Martin? No Many have we got? Scott Doby No You've got five to get Halfway there Nearly finished Wow mm. Even Roger's struggling Couple of centre halves in there um, centre halves Surely Malky Mackay played more than four games Yeah it's not him I'll give you a couple of loose clues for the centre halves Now one is Predominantly known for playing up here and that's where you're forgetting this You're going to forget the fact that he went down here And had one appearance in the English Premier League But we knew him as playing in our top flight The other guy You know all about him And he's been in Scotland squads recently But you you maybe didn't know That he squeezed in a couple of Premier League appearances At a previous club oh, Hang on, hang on Johnny Russell? N- no Centre-backs remember these two Oh, the two of them Oh, Mark Reynolds? No Played alongside him though For Aberdeen Russell Anderson Yes Russell Anderson Well oh, done Well done Down at Sunderland Yep One appearance in there Who's the other guy Who's the guy I'm talking about He's in Scotland squads At the moment He's a centre back But you have you've just, you just probably didn't know That he had made Premier League appearances Because he's in the Championship At the moment Who could that possibly be Liam Cooper Yes Liam Cooper oh, Get two appearances For Liam Hull Cooper playing the- Hull twice No way Yeah uh, going back a bit Right okay Three to get Let's speak to Gordon In Thornley Bank Hi Gordon Hi good evening How are we Not bad You are you well Hi Gordon Ah keep well Good keep well. Right, I've got mind. a couple of points uh, First point As I just want to confirm Well what, Before I make my first point Just want to confirm Out of the SPFL board members mm. How many of them Serve the clubs Is it seven of them All together Including the Rangers one Roger well, Let me count down right? yeah, them, yeah I think Stuart Robertson at Rangers, Les Gray at Hamilton, Alan Burrows of Motherwell of the three Premier wins, then Fermlin and Alloa the Championship yep. wins, then Montrose League One and Breaking League Two. Yes. Right, okay. Right, just making sure. Right, and also we can confirm that none of the current top of the leagues 
from the Premiership, Championship, Leagues 1 and 2 are represented at board level, so we're confirming that, yeah? Top of the table, yeah, no, they've been, they're not yeah, at the moment. Yeah, they top of the table. Not at the moment, right, no. Okay, right, so having a look at the demographic, well, this is my first point, having a look at the demographic of how the vote was made today, the majority of the SPFL board, taken away the Rangers director, basically think there's nothing wrong. So six votes straight away are going to go as a no they're not up for this investigation. You're also going to have the current four top of the leagues who have not yet achieved uh, uh, the, the championship. They've not won the championship. So straight away, that's 10 votes. So that brings it down to 32 voting teams. Two abstained for whatever reason they decided to abstain. Now, if you go into your calculator, basically you type in 100 and you divide it by 30 clubs who've left and then you multiply that by 17 that was how many clubs voted against it uh-huh. that is 56.6% 56.6% so, so, so when yeah. you have a look at what's left there you're only talking about 43 point odd per, you're talking 43 point odd 3% but here's the problem Gordon you're, you're absolutely right in what you say but we went through this in reverse with the previous caller because you're absolutely right I couldn't argue with that but let, let's look at it from the other side if you want to if you want to be selective with the numbers, you could say, well, you take off the three teams that are bottom of the league because they were obviously going to vote for it. So you take off Hearts, you take off Partick Thistle, you take off Strenoir. You take off the four runners-up because they were obviously aggrieved at seeing the team above them get the title. So you take off Rangers, you take off Inverness, uh, you take off Falkirk and you take off Edinburgh City. And, and then what does it do for the numbers? So you're right, but you can do that the opposite way around as well. That brings me to my second point. My second point is no team has achieved championship yet. No team has achieved finishing in second, third or fourth in any of the divisions below the Premiership to get into the kind of the playoff scenario. Mm-hmm. No team has yet finished bottom because we've not completed the season. So when you have a look at it that way, of course they're going to vote certain ways, but that, that's just, that's just going to be exactly how it is. None of these teams yet deserve a championship because they've not won it. When you sign up at the start of the season as a season ticket holder for whoever you're going to see, you're signing up for 19 home games and 19 away games. That hasn't been completed. But Gary, here's the thing. We're now very much repeating an 8, 9, 10 week Old argument We all agree These are You know Who in the right mind Thinks that the season's going to end With With this amount of games to go Under normal circumstances I mean You're right But that just takes us back To the question We've been asking since mid-March What do we do then? What do we do? What's the alternative? With that in mind What do we do? Is it Well Neil Doncaster was on One of the rival radio stations On I think it was Sunday Afternoon now I listened to the uh, uh, on the uh, radio or whatever, and he said it's not fair uh, because it's not fair on the kind of teams in the Lowland League and the Highland League because they're not getting to come up because the season hasn't been completed, and that it was very accurate about. Well, that. no, 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 because if we're talking about accuracy, the problem there 
And you don't Again you don't have to agree with this But the problem is That the only vehicle for Brora or Kelty To get promoted into the SPFL Is via a playoff And in fact They have to play off against each other And then they would have to play off Against the bottom team in League 2 All playoffs have been cancelled So it's a bit different Yes Yes I, I agree with that However That also means that The teams uh, in second, third and fourth In League 2, League 1 And the Championship Also don't get to play Correct. So while all these teams are getting punished And other teams will get relegated They're also getting punished The teams at the top of the champ, uh, the top, uh, the teams at the top of the leagues And of course the Premiership as well They don't deserve To be given a Championship yet Because they've no won it so why would you go down that route? But again, what, well, what's the alternative? Any, any pressure on that because we're running out of time? Again, you're right under normal circumstances. But what do we do? Do you look, look around Europe? Every, every league's facing these decisions. Belgium have done it. France have done it. The Netherlands had to take a different approach because they are levelling points. And the, the richer leagues are still trying to go. So what do we do? You, you've identified the problem. Give me a solution. Okay. Well, th- th- there's two ways you could go, and I don't agree with any of them, to be fair. Well, then, that shows how difficult it is. It's the only fair way of doing it. But you said you don't so, agree with them. So, but, but, well, well, what I'm saying is, well, let me explain them first, you can come back right, and let quick, me know. Quick, go, go, go. Right. All teams have uh, got to play each other home and away once, bringing 22 games. But Rangers haven't played against, I think it's St Johnson. So you can't go down that route. And then if you saw that average points and all that nonsense, I don't think that's a fair way of doing it. So you can't do that. Also, uh, the, other, the only other way you could do it is null and void because nothing has been won. Nobody has been uh, deserves to be relegated yet. Nobody deserves anything like that. Right, we're going to have so to stop it there, Gordon. We really are out of time. But give us a call back because there are a lot of issues there that I'm sure we could argue about until... Midnight um, So do give us a call back At some point Gordon Thornley Bank You can hear that we are Genuinely Very much out of time What about tonight's teaser You've got three to get Roger They're really tough what ones Gareth Williams at Oh Forrest. my goodness Gareth Williams you've, Your working is wrong It's actually Watford um, But oh, later on a shout that is Gareth Williams Gordon Should has never heard that I've never heard that Robbie's brother was right, was No it? it's not <laughs> Right quick You must have played more than four Graham Dorans Yeah it's not him Incidentally, Ooh. both of them for Coventry. Both the guys you've got played for Coventry. Very different Ian, years, yes. though. No. Help, help, quick. Right, was in the coaching, most recently in the coaching staff at, at Dundee jo- United. Played for Celtic. Jonathan played for Gould. Hibbs. Striker. Darren Jackson. Darren Jackson. Jackson. And the other one, I'll just have to put you out your misery, I think, because we really are right. running out of time. Give us a clue. Uh, GG, that's the initials. GG. Double barreled. A double barreled there. Gordon. Conley. G- Gary Gillespie. Gary Gillespie, ah. well done. That's why you're here. Thank you, Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel. Thanks for your calls and tweets back tomorrow at six with Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy. And Callum Gallagher is up next. Clyde One. Super Scoreboard. With Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Helping you return to action. Talk to Thompson's.com.